welcome to a huge news day here on Thursday. John Rucker Miller at HometownHeadlines.com. Thanking you for joining our newscast today. Let's jump right into it. Item number one, Charles Love has withdrawn from the city commission race as a, quote, bombshell, end quote, purported by some of those objecting to his candidacy. We're not saying the other candidates. We're saying those opposed to his candidacy has dropped in that the state constitution requires that Love must wait 10 years before running for office after his prison sentencing in Tennessee. Love, knowing a fight was brewing on that, said he'd rather step aside and run perhaps in future years. That leaves five candidates, including three incumbents, in the Ward 1 commission race set for November 5th. Trust us, this story is far from over. Also today, McChange is underway at East Rome McDonald's. It's part of what we're calling Fast Food Week here in Northwest Georgia. We've seen two restaurants open, another restaurant closed, and now this major remodeling underway at the East Rome McDonald's. From the police beat today, suspected killer Stephen James Malden is now in the Chattooga County Jail. He was arrested yesterday in Coweta and faces two murder charges as well as aggravated assault. In uh, South Rome, the man who was wanted for a shooting in that community surrendered at the Floyd County Jail. We have that update for you today as well. Success in Somerville Park, the Housing Authority has agreed to buy the hotel site with plans to build 16 senior housing units on that location. The deal is not quite final yet, but it does look promising. Also in politics today, U.S. Senator Johnny Isaacson is resigning as of December 31st, citing mounting health issues. Governor Brian Kemp will appoint his replacement. And then in November 2020, Georgia will pick the candidate to fill the last two years of that Senate seat. We'll have far more on this in today's rant. Please hang on. Our Labor Day weekend activities list coming to you from the Forum River Center. We have uh, plenty of bluegrass on tap this weekend. Bluegrass, baseball, barbecue, shrimp boil, powwow, you name it. A huge weekend here in northwest Georgia. Don't forget also folks will be on our waterways and we have our some of our farmer's markets, a few of which are wrapping up this season. Also from Buzz Today, Wes Moore, a New York Times bestselling author, will speak at Barry College tonight. This seminar is free and open to all. It's in the Cage Center. Your wear mechanical weather forecast, two kind of uh, storylines here. Number one, we should see lows make that highs in the low 90s for Labor Day weekend. And keep an eye on Hurricane Dorian, which is now beelining toward the east coast of Florida. We'll have coverage all weekend of the hurricane on hometownheadlines.com. Obituaries today, we say farewell to John Knowles, Mrs. Betty Jo LaMasters, Mrs. Margaret Terry. Our public health restaurant inspection scores are now posted as well from Wednesday. Also, the Greater Community Bank Crime Watch section with updates from Bartow, Floyd, and Polk counties. Our podcast of the day is The Dangers of Vaping. That's now available on the website as well. Let's go ahead and turn to the Truett's Chick-fil-A Sports Report. A lot happening in the sports world as well. Rome Braves are now three games out of first place with five games to play. They have one more game tonight in Greensboro, and then they're home for the Final Four against, get this, first place Asheville. At least Asheville's in a tie for first place. Rome's fate is in its own hands. Those games open up at State Mutual Stadium on Friday night, and yes, tickets are available. We have John McClellan's high school football picks for Friday night as well. Georgia Tech opens a 2019 football season at number one Clemson tonight on the ACC Network. Don't forget, Cartersville's Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback for the Clemson Tigers. Atlanta Falcons wrap up their woeful preseason tonight in Jacksonville, 7 p.m. kickoff there. And we have links to football 
at Barry and Shorter University as well. All right, rant of the day. We're going to call this one, he was Republican when Republicans weren't cool. It was election season in 1990 when Johnny Isaacson made his way into the newsroom at the Times in Gainesville on the other side of our state. He had a distinctive look to him, polished and professional, but not the blow-dry type candidate we've all gotten too used to in recent years. We said it back then, he seemed to be the type of guy you could sit at a bar with and actually solve those proverbial world problems. Democrat Zell Miller went on to beat him in the governor's race that year, but we had a feeling Johnny wasn't done, and he certainly wasn't. A businessman who built his success in real estate, he just didn't give up. It's just not in his nature. The so-called Republican Revolution in Georgia would arrive a few years later, but Isaacson was already far, far ahead of that. Unlike what has become a generation of gravy boat Republicans, that is, those who have joined the party for other reasons than being true to the party, well, he was pedigree in the GOP in this state, put it like that. In the past three or four election cycles, you have seen candidates for statewide office switch parties just to get elected, knowing that the R next to their name just about guaranteed success. Isaacson was and is a pioneer in a party and in politics. That most recently has been demonstrated by his refusal to tolerate some of the annex from Donald Trump, a fellow Republican in party name, if nothing else. Unlike other state and regional politicians, Isaacson again refused to ride the president's coattails. Now, midway through the third term in the Senate and battling more health issues, Isaacson has announced plans to resign from office effective December 31st. You know it goes against every grain in his body, but he knows what's best for himself and more important for the state. That will give him 15 years in the Senate, also gives Governor Brian Kemp the ability to appoint a replacement temporarily with Georgia voters picking the ultimate successor in the November 2020 election. As the experts describe it, the Isaacson decision puts Georgia on ground zero in the 2020 election cycle. Lord help us, the national media, a.k.a. the circus, indeed is coming to town. And when they do, we hope they take time not only to assess the potential candidates on the ballot, but to look at the man who some folks hope to replace. Here's hoping they also look at his political career and his legendary status in Georgia. After all, Isaacson has had the ability to reach across the aisle to solve more than a few issues during his time in Washington, D.C. His worth ethic is unparalleled. He has earned the title as the hardest working U.S. Senator in Washington. His demeanor is that he speaks his mind on key issues. No need to wait for the script from the RNC and his dedication to the state and his constituents is without question. You want proof? Go out today and ask a veteran who's had medical issues. Johnny Isaacson has been there shoulder to shoulder fighting for those veterans. The last thing the Senate or our state needs is to lose Johnny Isaacson. And the ultimate last thing we need to do is elect another empty suit to that office, or for that matter, any office, local, regional, state, or federal. This is John Drucker-Miller with HometownHeadlines.com. Thanking you for joining us today. We're back tomorrow with more updates for you as well. A reminder, continuing updates all day on HometownHeadlines.com. We'll close and open now with the styling renditions of Funky Druck by the maestro himself, Harry Musselwhite. Have a great day in Northwest Georgia.